0: you guys understand what our lives look like. We are on tour. We are on television. We are hosting events. We can't be seen in the same top dress all the time. And armoire makes our lives easy. We're able to show up looking amazing. And let me tell you something. We are hardworking women and over 45. So, you know, we got to, you know, look good, okay? Okay. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we all know the feeling, right? You open your closet, it is full, but you quite literally have nothing to wear. Enter armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, which is like an extinction level event for me, you will be the best dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a fitting room with fluorescent lights. And we all know how we feel about those. Oh, did we mention that Armoire is also? Woman founded and woman led, okay, mm. like us, okay. They even spotlight women owned designers on their website. So we know we're wearing brands that are aligned with our values. We love that we can support a business that is built by women like us. And if you are ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you must try Armoire. We promise you will never, ever be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. That's right. And right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just Woo! visit armoire.style slash Frangela. That is armoire.style Again, that's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash Frangela to get up to 50% off your first month and never ever worry about what to wear again try armoire today are you going through menopause or perimenopause Mm. let me tell you the struggle to find comfort in my body sometimes it you know i'm telling you if you know what i'm talking about and i know you do then you have to try hormone harmony Yes, you do. The struggle is real. And Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon, y'all, for real. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Wow. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Okay. So, hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Mm, Mm-mm. No, mm, no. Any woman with symptoms with hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Like, okay, can I just say hot flashes and night sweats? They are wrong. They're just wrong and evil. Yes, they are. And racing and thoughts and, and low moods. Let me Ugh. tell you something. My mind is like a chattering monkey all night long. You know, feeling tired all the time, poor sleep. Yes. And no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Okay. okay? I know you do. <laughs> okay. So hormone harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code FRANGELA at checkout. Mm-hmm. That's happymammoth.com and use the code FRANGELA for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji lawode And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzz drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe because when B.S. is popping, we pop off. M.S.W. Media. Laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangel, and welcome to the final word. The, the final, word. final word with yeah. the final, the final Word. Final, the final word. 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 Thank you for joining us here. Oh, I like that. They had a very C3PO. Um, tell me I wasn't completely fanned out, couldn't take it when Mark Hamill told told Alice Gill of Mullah she wrote Right, MSW Media, who we are now, we are on that that lovely platform as well as Sexy Liberal, uh, that the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Also, she was saying on Twitter one day, very recently, that she, you know, she wanted to be followed by Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. and so we tweeted, "We're putting that out into the force, girl." And then Mark Hamill tweeted, "If your Frangela approved, I have no choice." Bam! <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> tell me shit the force is strong with us everybody just, strong just with just, us just just keep on keep on being here with frangela and i want you to know that the force is strong with all mm-hmm. of us who's your daddy luke <laughs> who's your daddy frangela luke that's what i'm saying so we are very excited. Thank you for joining us here and on MSW Media. Yes, which rocks. Yes, yes. Please check out all the podcasts. Download, subscribe, and review with the, with the maximum number of stars because that's what they all deserve. Yes, yes, yes. We want to thank everybody who's become a Patreon this month, especially the month of uh, of, of Black History Month. We, mm-hmm. we, we started off rough, y'all. It's been a shit fucking month. I don't <laughs> mind saying it. But the... <laughs> bright spot for Are me you? is doing this podcast and all of you and getting to talk to you and you remember to write us at frangelo 8 at gmail.com yeah and and let us know how you're doing we think we talk about you and i don't we mean know. that like in a guy goth- like we talk about you i mean yeah. like if we haven't heard from you for a minute we we francis the other day was like i don't is, we haven't heard from gary c in a minute so we, yeah. like, you know what i mean so like we want to hear from you yes we so do let us know what's going on and we want to thank you And you're the thing that keeps us um Sane. Sane and fed, to be perfectly (laughs) honest. You know, so thank you. We appreciate you. You can also get a personalized video from Cameo from us. Just go to Cameo.com, put in Frangela, and we'll do a specialized video for you. That's right. you can always catch us every Friday morning on the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show for the Black Power Hour. And what happens, Angela? that is where Stephanie Miller becomes Stephanie Mills and Stephanie Mills becomes Stephanie Miller and finds herself hiking and biking for reasons unknown it's it's beautiful it's it is beautiful. a beautiful thing and it's about unity alright well let's get started with this bullshit uh, <laughs> <story. was> <laughs> what did we say not three weeks ago I don't yeah. even think it's about to go. We, did we not say Putin is a pimp and if you don't act like you're dealing with a bad pimp what here we are. Here we are. Putin sends trip, troops into breakaway Ukraine regions. You know, and and this is what I love because our president Biden has 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 upped his pimpdom. I'm just going to yes. say. Yes. You know, he's this is what he said. He was like, "Look, I I know the, you know, the okey doke you about to try to pull, all right? Mm -hmm. You're going to try to uh, put forth these erroneous videos saying Okay, that That one video of the trains (laughs) pulling away looks so like a toy train. It's kind of insulting. Have you seen that one? And the smoky shack? Yeah, they look like claymation, (laughs) like the lowest, like (laughs) level of cartooning we could do. You know what I mean? Like, like, literally, I think I hear somebody background going "choo choo." It's th- it looks so fake, Francis. It looks so fake. But I here's the thing: I appreciate it because I don't want him harming people. You know, when they talked about the uh, preschool being bombed yeah. by U- Ukraine, I'm just like, please don't show me dead children. Please don't show don't don't have gone in there and shelled children and people. So I will take their propaganda videos. Or I will take it because I don't want to see dead people. But maybe that's, maybe that's the problem though. Because I think that if this, the the more that we've, the fact is the way that we, this conflict has been talked about, and we've brought this up before, is as if it's just happening now. But these people have been in this war. There are 14,000 people already dead from this. They have been fighting off the Russian troops for years you know, yes. and so it's maybe we need to see that because we don't seem to I'm what I'm running into. And I saw it on CNN. You know, I can't watch those other people. But like, um, I, but I hear I've read the articles about it over and over again. People saying, why should we care? Why should we care about what's going on in the Ukraine? And I'm like, maybe that is part of the problem with not showing us the shelled elementary or kindergarten. Maybe yeah. that is part of the problem. Well, at the at, at the end of the day, having a ground war so close to Europe in a country you know i was watching malcolm nance on msnbc last night listening to him talk about that they you know the potential of of, of moscow coming in and bombing uh, you know a country of 42 million people and and reducing it to rubble the the amount of harm that can come from this is massive. Yeah. And and on the other hand, to sanction Russia means a lot of financial hurt and burden for Europeans. Mm hmm. You know. Uh, Germany at a time is, when nobody can really take the hit. I mean, we're all right. we're all. That's I right. remind myself daily when I when I get into my three o'clock. Why are you broke? Shame spiral. It's mm-hmm. like it's like it's. There's no work. Like it's you know yeah. I mean? like the, we've you know the pandemic, and and trying to survive that and trying to survive and renegotiated a, an economy that doesn't really know what to do exactly yet. Yeah, the, the economic sanctions, you're not just... It doesn't just affect... It doesn't affect just the people you wanted to affect. Right, right. And and at the end of the day, the Russian people are who these sanctions are going to affect. This not going to affect... The, the Putin's day-to-day, he's going to be rich all day long. He's going to have resources all day long, right? But the people... Will hurt. And um, the people in Germany will hurt because the Nord Stream 2 pipeline is going to be shut down. And that means, and they rely on a lot of that energy, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, you know, distance themselves from that, but not yet. President Biden responded by signing an executive order on Monday of this week blocking trade and investment by Americans in the two separatist enclaves, which if we, uh, just for a moment to, to address this whole separatist enclave issue. I in, in my watching of various news programs and various people on the ground there in Ukraine, what's become clear to me is that Crimea, that each of these regions that they're calling separatists are very different. Yeah. And that the Dumbass or um, the, the whole Crimea situation, there are a lot of Russian-speaking people, and that's a maybe a different situation. The other areas that they call that Russia, that Putin is calling separatists, are actually places that they have occupied yeah. and that are not not necessarily at all aligned with Russia in any way, the people there, but they have been under occupation yeah. and and are still are. And so that, you know, these are not necessarily republics that actually are areas that actually want to be a part of Russia. They have, they're being controlled. Right. And he's got strong men who agree with him in those positions. Exactly. That, but that does not necessarily mean the people. Right, which is what he's trying to say and trying Putin's trying to paint this as a human rights violations against Russians in those areas. Yeah. And that's we I mean Biden everybody keeps saying it and I will say this about Biden's pimp Here's the problem phrase and you've just outlined it. Then what do you do? Right. Because the reality is you do have to you do have to make some sort of economic fallout for this, that you can't allow this government to continue to do business while they do this. So that right. does have to, I think just in just on GP have to happen. And, and but that doesn't seem to have any real effect on him. Like he knows that's coming. Right. He Now, he may not have realized that the rest of Europe might align, but he can't you don't pull back one hundred and fifty thousand troops because Germany, other people decide to sign on. To some sanctions. So, right. what do you do? Because you, he knows we we've got like what five thousand troops on their way there or in the area now. Then mm-hmm. they got one hundred and fifty thousand, yeah, and close to two hundred thousand now. That's what I'm saying. What are we going? to And we already know that the UN and nobody they have a rules to not engage. So what what are you going to? What are we all going to really do? Right? Are right. we prepared to really? smack him down because i'm reminded of the scene and i believe it is the first godfather mm-hmm. but it might be godfather too no 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 it isn't the godfather what am i saying it's um the untouchables okay where al capone go he like goes around the table mm-hmm. with the baseball bat yeah with all the people all of his little his lieutenants and mm-hmm. you don't know and then suddenly he bashes in the brains of the one guy yeah i am i'm creating a metaphor <laughs> A metaphor, an analogy, imagery that <laughs> I want you to so think of Biden as Al Capone, yeah, and Bastion Brain's guy as Putin, right? Well, that's not... not... and yeah. I'm not saying bash Brain in physically or really, but how do you achieve that right. messaging? Well, that is what the other aspect that people in... I've I've read from people in the Ukraine, which is saying that this fight is not between... This is where I have a problem. They they keep saying this fight is not between Russia and Ukraine. It's between Russia and the United States. Yes. But at the end of the day, you, you the bitches is about to get ass-fucked. Yeah, and I, I also think that that is... Uh, that that is a very UO, yes US centric view because I actually don't yes that's an added part of this but the reality is the Ukraine is where all the, the riches are like yes. the Ukraine is a very good prize yes. and they've been wanting it and resentful of having lost it you know Putin wants the Soviet Union back so yes. like it, like it, he, they've been resentful of losing those resources since they lost them so there are reasons to want don't, don't take agency away from from Putin or the Ukraine you know exactly like, like exactly. They, this is a valuable territory outside of a annoying the United States. They've done a great job of annoying us just through, you know, computer garbage. You know, yeah. like, they don't really have to work that. We're annoyed as fuck. We had an insurrection in large part thanks to their infiltration and, and fucking around with our social media and our election. And our elections, absolutely. Speaking of social media, Trump's truth social platform launched, okay? I You know... Look, I like you. I kind of call bullshit on the use of the word launched. I have to call bullshit on the word, use of the word truth. Okay. Who oh yeah, f- that's a bad one. Yeah. I mean, if God could really, would really strike you down where you lie, all yeah. these people would have been electro- electrocuted. Former uh, President Donald Trump's long rumored social media platform, Truth Social, <laughs> made its debut. Uh, Monday of this week improperly became its top social media networking app. But the launch was marred by widespread glitches and thousands long waiting lists to join. Many hopeful users received error messages upon signing up. And of course, that's Devin Nunez's uh, brainchild. I can't believe it. Are you suggesting that (laughs) Devin Nunez, like, that that it isn't, work that he's not stewarding this expertly? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Taking an Uber, you know what are all they, over DC? Totally, totally. One of the best things that uh, I heard about the uh, observation about this is this is not going to do what Trump w- needs it to do because when when he was on Twitter, he had access and everyone else had access to him. On his own social platform, he's in a silo. Yeah. there's nobody else unless you go on there and and to go and troll him right it's an echo chamber it's an echo chamber yeah but the thing is we all know it's not gonna function ever <laughs> because if it were easy to put up twitter there'd be a bunch of twitters it's that's not what, that easy you know yep. and this is not the group of people that you send to do not easy things like that's just <laughs> like like you don't can you imagine you on lost on the island and somebody goes we need to try to set up this really not easy thing and somebody goes oh son Devin that's not going that doesn't make any kind of sense no kind of sense no kind of sense but you know hopefully this will mollify him and let him get his Twitter fingers back or his truth fingers back you know what I think the, the point of it you know this one this one reporter who was trying to get on just and I do wonder how many of these people are reporters trying to get on black, exactly. like, you know what I mean exactly. but like that he, what they said was what he was, uh, or they were most um, interested in was the concept of how many people seem to be willing to be on a waiting list. Mm-hmm. It was close to a half a million people, I think, that were, and here's the thing, I don't know if you can trust those numbers. I don't know that those numbers have any basis in reality because what I don't put past them at all is for everybody to get the same message. Your number, you know, 347,016 to get right. on. Like, I have no, that, that, that is absolutely, the thing is that, they are continually. What I do know is that Trump's end game is always his ego, and then his money. Yep. So if he can't get the adoration he wants out of this, then he will get the money. Yeah. And if it's about getting more donations and people, that's all it will end up being is an well, echo chamber with a cod or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Right. Well, you know that's what I think of this as. You know, a way, another way to still and shepherd money out of people's pockets. Yeah, it's, it's home shopping crazy. Yep, exactly. How can I buy my crazy from home? Here you yep. go. Click, click. Colombian court decriminalizes abortion for up to 24 weeks. Colombia. This is really important. You know, and a friend of my friend, Dan, brought this up this la- the other night, last night to me, because I want you to understand, this is a country that is something like over 90-some percent Roman Catholic. That's right. Okay, Th- these are Catholic, Mexico. These are countries that... Due to religious imperialism, if you ask me, um, I have an over have a huge minority. My, I'm sorry, majority. What am I saying? Of of people who subscribe to to the Catholic Church, which is of course against abortion, and so this is a huge deal. Yeah. Colombia followed Mexico and Argentina to become the third country in Latin America to decriminalize the procedure all in the past 14 months. Abortion rights advocates are seeking to capitalize on the momentum to push for loosening abortion laws elsewhere in the region. Crowds of abortion rights supporters celebrated outside the court in Bogota uh, shouting, abortion in Colombia is legal. Meanwhile, here... Right here we are—we are, we are sicking our neighbors on, you know, women to call them in and report them to the Gestapo. I'm Francis. It's like gazpacho. It is the gazpacho. I, I, that was really embarrassing. I want to apologize. <laughs> it's, it's gazpacho, but also, I this is you know, and I was trying to think about like why would this be? You know, this country we we love to think of ourselves as progressive and as a, you know the first world, right? Yeah, and we're moving ahead on issues, and here we are moving backwards on it. You know, and this this real authoritarian fascist push, this anti woman, this anti equal rights push. And and literally there are candidates, Republican candidates running for office right now talking about getting rid of contraception. Yes. And and that like that's where we're at over here. So you look at these countries and you go that are so much more conservative, you we believe, and they're making these and I wonder how much of that is a reaction to what's happening in the United States. Because we look crazy. Yeah, and how many people came to the United States to get abortions? Yeah. How many, you know, and now, and, and what is and, and the reality of you know, there was a podcast I listened to. And I think it's—I think it was the Criminal Podcast, and I—I I don't remember the na- exact name of the episode, but they had a great episode on this network of doctors and nurses and religious, like ministers and priests, and um, throughout New, New England, really, but who organized safe abortions for women when abortion was illegal and they they were they helped like thousands like tens of thousands of women get abortions and these were literally priests and 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 religious leaders who started it this underground network because they said they this they basically their mission statement was because it was secret so they it's not like they published this but in the interviewing and looking at the the history of it, what they said was they realized that they weren't serving their flock. They weren't serving their congregation if they didn't do something about women not having access to health care in the form yeah. of abortion and contraception. Let me, and that's y- y- amazing. Y- it's amazing. Here's the deal. You know, you think about priests sitting in the confessional and what they hear. You know, what they hear women going through, what they hear the secrets of young girls, you know, again, all you have to do, you know, if you go, you know, like my experience of going to an all girl high school, and you you did too, the Mm -hmm. amount of worry of young girls being pregnant and when they were, I just cannot, I cannot express that deep enough yeah it's not all Juno no, it's not and and I'm not kidding how many girls I heard I watched or heard talk about throwing themselves down the stairs mm-hmm. at school and every time I saw somebody fall downstairs, I always wondered, huh. you know. Are they trying to was this a girl trying to hurt herself and cause a miscarriage? And there's gotta be a better way than to do that on a on a flight of marble stairs. You know? Because that's not health care. That's not that's not fair, and it's not health care when rich women have access and can go and go fly anywhere and Thank get you. and get access. That's the problem. You always gonna have access to abortion care if you got enough money. Yep, yeah. and that's not yeah. equality. <laughs> you it's know? not equality. It's not equality. Studies indicate COVID nineteen booster w- could provide years of protection. Listen up to those of you who are not boosted. I know, I know. It may feel like you don't want to go out and get another shot, but hear this: a range of new studies suggest that a COVID nineteen booster shot may provide protection against future variants for many months, even years, y'all. Okay? So if there's I, uh, what were you gonna say? No, I'm just saying I am I am I am really blown by the fact that we still have people who are not getting vaccinated and who are not getting boosted at the rates we do. Because for example, I found out yesterday a girl I went to elementary school and high school partly partially with um, just by accident, we, she another friend brought her up and was like, what happened to this woman? Um, and we found out that she two, died two weeks ago from COVID. Oh, And no. that she got it from her husband that, and that neither of them were vaccinated. And um, she's a black woman in Detroit. She has four children. They're all, I believe, adults grown. Um, but two weeks ago. And, and we've had these vaccines now we're on to boosters we're on to do you yeah. get another boost booster and it's it's there's yeah. just no excuse for it and 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 i i cannot be okay with the ignorance and the willful abuse of each other and our own lives the selfishness and the cruelty to self it it is you know this lack of of uh, if you are a person who especially I look at people who talk about their faith or b- their belief in god th- then your life is sacred you are you know and and do you not owe it And whatever creator you believe in the respect, you know, of of treating it and those of the lives around it as sacred and valuable. And then for me for somebody who maybe doesn't have a higher power, doesn't view the world through that lens it's, you know, life is for living, you know, and that we really do owe each of that. I am blown away. And when we, when we read really, really wonderful news, like, although these vaccines were not made to deal with variants, what they're seeing is that they, with the boosters, that they actually seem to be like, they might be very good at helping protect you from new variants. That's amazing amazing news and an amazing science at work and and just to skew it, like to pay no attention to it. Science can't work if you don't allow it to work. That's right. Information is simply information until you do something that acts upon it. You know what I'm saying? And it is our responsibility. You have a responsibility to yourself and to your society to keep yourself safe and do the things that, but but here's the thing, Angela, we got, we have people who won't do really basic things to help themselves out. So it doesn't shock me, actually, that people won't allow this piece of information in. I just think that they've become more entrenched here. And I yeah. think, and I might to pull this out in my, I have a book of uh, work my work woke book mm-hmm. where I take, you know, for instance, I like to read studies yes. and uh, this great study that uh, about what about all of the different processes that we, that work in our mind to get us, keep us entrenched in some behaviors that ultimately aren't good for us. And, um, or that we don't even like. And the idea of how this, this, this idea of vaccination of masking of, you know, all the mitigating things we can do to try to protect each other and our neighbors from this virus, how that, thinking has been co-opted because of an agenda of having people attach their identity yeah to these choices and when you once you've attached your identity to a choice once i've said and and i believe me i'm gonna use this example because it's i've run into it people who say ohio state is the shit and michigan ain't ain't nothing right and they Mean, mean it. it, and I mean, and I mean it. Mean it to their core, to their core, to it, their core. It is the thing that got a man beaten into brain damage at Dodger Stadium. Yep. It is the thing, you know, like that when people, when the attachment happens, and unfortunately, and that's a lame way to put it. I don't I hate to use that word, but a wrong way to put it. Um, the last administration, Trump, sort of, I think, accidentally stumbled upon it and then made it a, a, a whole prospectus. The, they tied, Trump I successfully tied identity to not masking. He tied yeah. your masculinity to it, your superiority to it, your smartness to it, your individuality to it. And now it feels intractable. Like it feels like we cannot separate people because when you say to somebody, everything about you is wrong, they stop listening. Yep. You know, they can't, ha- they have to defend and they entrench themselves. Yes, and and let me tell you something. Everything about them is wrong. Well, this is why I go, you hold the motherfuckers down and stick them the fuck anyway. And this is why I have to say yet again, y'all need to be happy I'm not in charge. Y'all need to be happy because I'm Putin with a cuter face. I will fucking, and I mean, in this way, I, there is no got mandated. Let me tell you something. I One of my massive memories, I was, you know... If you didn't know this about me, when I grew up, I was a jackrabbit when it came to getting a shot, okay? Oh, really? Oh, my God. Okay, was... did you move fast? Because my Francis don't move some fast, so this makes me want to get a syringe and see what happens. Let me tell you something. I was the kind of kid that they would have to bring six nurses in to hold me down. Okay, I don't... I became irrationally strong Francis is under five feet tall. <laughs> So when you start talking about six nurses, yeah. you got that crazy strength. I got that crazy strength. And I would pop up and run. They, I would pop up, <laughs> slip out, and run down the hall and try to get out the building every oh time. Oh my goodness, I did not know this. So I never, I'll never, i never forget. So that was me regularly at the doctor's office. Because to me, to put a needle in me was like the biggest affront rate. Okay, that you were going to put a needle in me. Then I remember in third grade we had vaccinations at school, and they came for me. They sent like a, a eighth grader. I slipped. I slipped past that first one. <laughs> then they sent four, and they Damn. they grabbed this me. Doesn't by... seem like it's actually something they should have done. I'm just gonna. They grabbed me one. They each had a wrist, and somebody and the other ones had ankles. Oh, it this is took me to get this vaccine. And what I'm saying is, even then, and I was screaming, I was like, You've got to call my parents. You've got to call my parents. Here's the deal they still shot my ass up, up in then, there. And then they called your parents, right? And they gave <laughs> you the shot, and then they called your parents. They sent a note home saying that I was uncooperative. <laughs> Okay. It's very Wentworth. I like, I just feel like using other children to hold you down is wrong. I'm telling yet, you. it sounds like it was effective. It was. But, but here's the thing. Back then you didn't have, I couldn't, I couldn't talk myself out of that. There was no, there was no, uh, you know. Well, nobody cared what you had to say about Nobody cared. Did I tell you how many procedures and things happened to me that I was never informed of even while they were doing them? Like that is, I mean, we come from a generation of sit the fuck down in the chair, shut up, it's not your choice. So I'm not saying that that is what we need to do. But the reality here is that I start looking at things like, for example, I don't know a single person in this country who didn't take that stimulus money. Yeah. Now here's my thing. You do another stimulus, tie it to vaccinations. That's right. you do another child credit tie it to getting you and your child vaccinated yep and see like see see if we can get some movement in that direction because if you're not going to mandate it in any other way then start attention because these people are drains on the system let's 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 try another strategy because for all their bullshit talk about biden economy's bad all those mofos cash those checks every one of them and, and we still are looking at one-third of the American population that is refusing vaccination. We have some uh, letter to read when we get to uh, yeah. emails that I want to go over there. But really quickly, um, stand-your-ground laws tied to 11% homicide increase. Uh, the data suggests that these laws, which allow people to respond with deadly force instead of retreating from an, an attacker, might have resulted in hundreds of additional homicides nationally every year might have i'm gonna go with a straight-up dead yeah Pe- you know proponents want to say that the laws deter violence but the evidence shows the opposite effect and, and you re- realize they're using this increased crime as as suggestion that there should be more stand your ground laws and that's that there right. should be more policing and that there should be more when really the problem is those people that's right and the reason why i we talked about that is Ahmad Arbery's killers were found guilty on all counts in federal hate crime trial. Hey. And, you know, and I'm glad. I am glad because it, it, it shouldn't take all of this to know and understand that these people were... This was a lynch mob. And I have to say this, Frances, and I love me some um Charlie Pierce. It's Charlie Pierce who was on his Mama, I believe, I can't remember if it was today or sometime this week. I think it was yesterday, maybe. And they we were talking about the sentence, because the sentencing happened while they were on air, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, or the not sentencing, the, the verdict. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, you know, it's a little, yeah, it's gilding the lily. Because, you know, they've already, they already have life sentences. But the gilded lilies are beautiful. Yeah. And I will say it hit me the wrong way. Because Mm. I was like, I do not believe that prosecuting people for a hate crime that they absolutely committed, I do not believe that prosecuting three people who hunted down and lynched a man for being black, who watched him die and threatened him and he had to go for, for five minutes, who gunned him down in the street, I do not believe that's gilding the lily. No, it is not. It is, is, that's just deserved. And I do not believe that that is is overdoing justice, which is what that statement says. And I don't believe that he, this is a good man, I don't believe he meant this statement to be as utterly offensive as it was in that moment to me when I heard it, because I was like, fuck you. Like mm. that's not guilty, this is called justice. And you, uh, what, they need to be charged with every single thing they did and found guilty of them all. And I don't care how deep and long that sheet is, all of these things are true. Hate crimes are crimes against all of us. It's like killing a cop. The reason that they that killing a cop is treated as different as a much more extreme crime is the thought being that if you're willing to kill a cop, then you're willing to kill anyone. So you become a greater danger to everybody because these are this protected special class of people who have guns, who have authority, and who we all know it's extremely hard to prosecute. So... If you're if you but if you allow a group of people to get away with maybe getting convicted of murder of lynching black people and you don't charge them with the hate crime, which is the federal level. Because you're that's doing, the state, oh yeah. All you're doing is encouraging people to Thank continue you. this behavior. Uh, the prosecutor. This is a quote. He said, this wasn't about trespassing. It wasn't about neighborhood crime. It was about race, racial assumptions, racial resentment, and racial anger all three defendants saw a black man in their neighborhood and they thought the worst of him. And not only did they think the worst of him, they felt that they had the right to do the worst thing to him just yes. by being black. And that, and and you are not, and here's the thing you're not going to, we don't have patrols. I just finished reading Kindred, right? Mm-hmm. Which is about, you know, slavery and patrols and what have you. And we don't have, put uh, slave patrols in this country anymore. We have the police. We have the, when we have the police, but we don't have, you know, regular citizens and we shouldn't, we shouldn't encourage regular citizens to believe they have the right. Well, the, here we patrol. are Kyle Rittenhouse. That's what right. Is Kyle Rittenhouse. That's right. Which is why we just read the central ground laws being tied to 11% homicide increase. It's exactly right. that. We are empowering disempowered, excuse my language, cis white males who have a bone to pick about where they land in this world and want to take it out on brown people. And I, I will say they're not, they have a perception of being disempowered. They are in no way That's actually. Right that's right that's right and that is our final word and now it's time for emails emails time to go get your emails oh yeah! i did it for you i did it for you look at that that was wonderful thank you yes yes you read this first one? Yes. I, I, I... Okay. Yes. This first email is from uh, Quay M. Thank you very much. It says, hi, Francis, I've been a Steph head for over 15 years. I love you guys. I heard you say on Steffi today that you have diabetes. Yes, I do. I am now 67 and have, di- have had, had diabetes for a very long time. It developed into kidney disease and heart disease and neuropathy. I am so I'm sorry. sorry. No. Um, I want to congratulate you for losing weight, since that is such an excellent tool in fighting against diabetes. It has become nearly impossible for me to lose weight due to insulin. Yeah, girl, it is hard um also please get your heart and kidneys checked regularly so you can detect problems in the early stages i love your comedy and good sense i wish someone had warned me about diabetes complications before i was suddenly experiencing problems diabetes is a serious disease please do your homework love you quay
1: Have thank they you, the quay. silent
0: killer yes yes because a lot of us this is when they talk about and one of the things i've been i feel like it's doesn't get addressed is when people talk and we're talking about COVID-19 and people who are more who have comorbidities. And I hear, I've heard a lot of different people say, well, you know, the, the, the population has comorbidities. I think there's an entire population that isn't aware that it has comorbidities. Yes. I think there's an entire population of this country that does not know that they have diabetes, that does not know that they have heart disease because we don't have preventative and um, not sick care yeah. in this country. We don't, people don't get regular exams or checkups they go and they have a problem and with a lot of these issues by the time you start having the symptoms you it's you're well in and there's not a lot that can be done to address some of it right and and it doesn't get caught early enough like Uh, I have lupus and like by the time Francis I remember I sat down with Francis after I went and had this first diagnosis and I was like kind of confused by it because I was like I don't know how this happened and I didn't notice it and then I read you like the list of things that they said were happened that are symptoms and you were like actually you've had all of these just not all at once like if I woke up one day and all of these things had happened together I would have gone to the doctor but each of them happened at different points kind of regularly but I didn't really notice it and then suddenly there was one that was too much for me and that sent me to a doctor and by that time i mean there's you know and with things like diabetes he's absolutely right that these these diseases don't just stay at one level no. they get worse and start really affecting organs so please get if go get whatever checkups or exams you are don't be so sure that you don't have that you're just tired that could right. be a fatigue that comes from something well and that was the thing too for me with diabetes is is that i i I, You know, we get used to feeling run down or tired yes. or not feeling well. And that becomes an a normal status for one. And I didn't know I was diabetic until I ended up in the hospital for several days. And I was like, oh, oh, and I didn't know I had high blood pressure until then. And yeah. the doctor was like, yeah, you need to be on medication. And yes, Losing weight did put it in remission, but I still have it. Yeah. But it's that's the thing. It's definitely doing. We're so glad that you're getting your help. Yes. Um. This is from Susie S. She said, hey, everybody, I just wanted to thank you for taking COVID seriously and for knowing that it is not over, because it is not over. I am double vexed and boosted. I tested positive at the beginning of February, and now I am on day 21 of symptoms. I'm still sleeping over 10 hours a night. My back and neck hurt. Sometimes my jaw hurts. Sometimes my heel hurts and my hips hurt constantly. And I I had a lot of leg pain. Like it's very, it can be actually incredibly painful. Yeah. Just I have random movements where I have to sit down and random movements, moments of uh, dizziness. I have dealt with severe nausea and short-term memory loss. I did not lose my sense of taste or smell, but I have moments even now where I feel as though I am a hundred years old recovering from a major surgery. I'm only 50. Prior to COVID, I worked out every day, including kickboxing and hardcore yoga. Just wanted to update you and thank you for knowing that this virus is really bad and definitely not over. Sending so much love. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Susie. And take care of you. And everybody hear that. It's this whole idea of, yeah, you get it, but it's not as bad. Exactly. You know, for Because you don't die. There's a lot below that that's that's really, really awful. And she's on day 21 of symptoms. I just had a talk to a friend, Matt. Uh, uh, Dwyer, uh, he was talking about he and his wife and their two young children all had COVID at the same time, and he was like, you know, and you think about it, you you have two working adults who have to be off from work for two weeks or three weeks. Yeah. You know, a lot of families can't take that hit. No, you can't financially take that hit. No. You know, so if there's even another reason to think about getting boosted, boosted, It's that, you know, still wearing your mask, no matter what the mandate says, it's not saying you have to follow it in terms of if they're saying you no longer have to wear a mask, wear it anyway. I'm Mm going to tell you, I'm I'm intend to wear my mask because I've just enjoyed not getting a fucking cold. And like that's, you know, and, and ask yourself, is this an activity I actually need to do? I'm not, we, I do understand that people want to go do things and they want to get into their lives, but we do have to do some responsible risk assessment and, and keep up, keep up washing your hands and wearing your mask and, and just, Keep on top of those things. Keep you safe. Yes. And now it's time for resistance. Wrap up, 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 up. This is where we give you an actionable item other than what you already do, which is calling 202-221-3121. Or I hope I said that right. Um, it's the general switchboard to tell your representatives and your your senators that you need them to vote for voting rights and that you are watching them. Yes. Uh, we want to encourage you to go to abortionfunds.org. Yeah. Um, there's never been a more important time to support your local independent abortion fund. Yeah. Abortion funds are grassroots organizations developed to support the specific needs of their communities, whether it's funding, procedures, abortion pills, transportation and lodging when travel is required, childcare, doula, and emotional support, or other needs voiced by people seeking abortions. Funds are finding innovative and compassionate ways to get people the abortions they want and need. And the the great thing about one of the great things about this site is if you go to abortionfunds.org, you can put in your community, like your zip code or city, and they will tell you of the places in your community that need your assistance and different ways you can give that assistance from funding, quite obviously, and perhaps even in other ways. So what we'd like to encourage you to do is is help the National Network of Abortion Funds and, and, and help them build this network and get involved in, in some a place that's in your community or nearby to help those around you. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word.